Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. We're good. So welcome in, everybody, to the Gut Reaction episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my fellow football priest. And something tells me tonight Zach might have a thing or two to say about a certain situation. But your Denver Broncos just lost their fifth straight game to the Raiders, falling 32-23. Zach, your gut reaction, my friend. Uh, well... I've spent two years defending myself over Melvin Gordon for one. And a lot of people thought I was just slandering him for no reason, but he is what he is. He gets one carry in the game and he fumbles it for a touchdown. He drops a pass over the middle. He's just unreliable. They did not need to bring him back. Javante Williams injury, notwithstanding. So Melvin is who he is. What a waste of money he has been and will continue to be. Second of all, the offense, I don't know what happens, man. They look good in spurts, and then they don't. They, they, the O-line looks like they can pass protect, and then they fall apart. Garrett Bowles looks like he's a Pro Bowl left tackle. Then he goes back to being Garrett Holes. They're so inconsistent, and the play calling still is too. The screen game wasn't working, and Hackett kept with it. The outside running game wasn't working. He kept with it. He still struggled uh, being in that role. The defense, I've given Giro Evero so much credit and much of it deserved. And he's done a lot with a lot of different injuries and players around him. But the run defense was a problem in the preseason repeatedly. And it's been a problem in the regular season. That's something we talked about on the radio. They were a little leaky last week. They looked good against the 49ers. But when Jeff Wilson is averaging 6.1 yards per carry, Josh Jacobs is not Jeff Wilson. He's a much different animal, and historically, he's owned the Broncos. And to see them get bullied in the, in the trenches 
over and over and over. Very disheartening. What's more than that, though, the arm tackles and the missed tackles, specifically from Kareem Jackson, who had a terrible game today. Josie Jewell didn't look that great like he did last week either. Very disappointing. I, I didn't think they would escape Vegas with a, a loss like that and uh, McDaniels to get his revenge on the Broncos, but that's what it is. Very disheartening. It's so ironic to think, Zach, that all the machinations, all the maneuvers, you get Russell Wilson, you give up multiple firsts and seconds, three players, you go to all these lengths, and you still lose to the Raiders. You're still 2-2. Two and two. Now, maybe it could be worse, obviously, right? Like, they, we could be looking at a – a one and three team right now. We could be even looking at an 0 and four team if the ball bounces a little bit differently in that Houston game in the fourth quarter. But my point being, Zach, all these blockbuster headline moves, right? You bring in Russell Wilson, and no one here on I'm not trying to argue that Russell Wilson is not an upgrade over Drew Lockett quarterback. What I am trying to argue, and it's more about food for thought, not really making uh, an argument here, is simply this, Zach. What has it availed them? We don't know yet. But it kind of feels like if they wouldn't have done anything and they hired Nathaniel Hackett and it was Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, they'd probably be two and two at, at week four, somewhere around there. So, again, it's it's very concerning to see the self-inflicted wounds continue to happen over and over again. If this team could play a clean game, even if the offense is struggling at times and sputters here and there, because we did see some bright spots today. We did see some explosive uh you know, some explosive plays. We saw Cortland get in the end zone. Jerry scored. Russ uh, ran one in. They finally got into the 20s as far as point totals, Zach. We saw a lot of, of steps forward, but just as many steps backward. If they could play a clean game, they'd have a chance to be a, a, a juggernaut. Max Power, yeah, he's – Hackett's still figuring things out, buddy, but thank you for that super chat. If, if, if. You know, we've uh, heard about the, the possibilities and the theoretical clean game from the Broncos, and it's it's not manifested itself – um, Russell Wilson, it's hard for me to blame him for this loss because he had three touchdowns. He had 237 yards, a quarterback rating of 124.9. Look at Derek Carr in retrospect, 188 yards, 76.6 rating. Didn't have to do much though when Josh Jacobs is running for a buck 44 and two touchdowns. I mean, a guy who's historically owns you, you don't maybe coach that up during the week to listen, tackle low. Don't arm tackle. Don't miss tackles. The fundamentals, Chad, are what the Broncos keep failing in. And when you ask me every single week, the Broncos have to do blank to beat this team. And I say they have to do the fundamentals. They have to do football 101 and the elementary basics of what it takes to win in this league. And they continually, on one side of the ball, fail at that. The lone bright spot to me was Patrick Sertan, who at this point is going to have a bust in Canton. He is that good. But it doesn't really do you much, though, when you lose Randy Gregory, when you're already without Justin Simmons, you lose Javante Williams, and you have players like Mike Boone dropping passes, Melvin Gordon fumbling and dropping passes. It's hard to win, man, and they didn't win. Franklin, thank you for the super chat, buddy. We're going to be very quick and short and sweet with our our comments when we're answering questions, grabbing supers tonight, because it's going to, I think, be a busy conversation. Franklin says, a different quarterback and coaching staff, but somehow the same team as the Fangio years and that's kind of what I'm I'm getting at is it's like well how much did this really move the Broncos forward Franklin with the second one thank you bud says losing to McDaniels should be unacceptable how embarrassing it is embarrassing and it's not just that it's a loss to McDaniels for crying out loud we sit on this podcast and you do it at the water cooler at work we do it on Twitter wherever you run into fellow fans and you lament 
the egregious 13-game winning streak that the Chiefs have. That's bad enough. But to know that the Raiders have five games on you in a row, the most recent of which punctuated by a smiley-faced, grinning Josh McDaniels in revenge. I mean, this was you had a chance to put the, the death knell, Zach, in the Josh McDaniels experiment in Vegas, like nip it in the bud before it even gets started. Couldn't do it. This is a team that just fails to capitalize on its opportunities, unfortunately. Yeah, and we talked about it being the Raiders, I don't want to say Super Bowl, but their season-saving game. At 0-4, they had zero shot of making the playoffs. 1-3 is, is still pretty bleak, but it still gives you an opportunity. Is it fair to say, though, the Broncos did not lose to Josh McDaniels? They lost to Josh Jacobs? <laughs> I mean, you stop Jacobs, you probably win this game. If Melvin Gordon holds on to the ball, I mean, it's a two-point game and at that but you know it's changed the whole complexity of it so I don't know that McDaniel's coaching acumen was the reason why the Raiders won I just know the Broncos defense folding in the trenches is why they lost well and also I mean we can't we can't ignore the fact Naj one sec I'm going to grab you just one sec we can't ignore the fact that once again the Broncos offensively struggled on third down three of eleven Fourth down, they were one for two. And in the red zone, they're improving as time goes on. They were two for three, so that's better than what it has been. Meanwhile, Zach, the Raiders were 50% on third down. And uh, two for five, two for five in the red zone. So that's, that. I mean, the Broncos did well to hold them two for five when they got in the red zone. But still, the fact that they were in the red zone that much, they could not stop the run. They couldn't get off the field on third down. Naj, thank you for that very generous super chat, big dog. Thank you. He says, hey, brothers, tough loss, too many mistakes, seven years, and we still can't stop Jacobs. Jewel, a rough game. On the bright side, Russ looked much better. Montreal played great. Yes, he did. It's early, lots to learn from and improve. And that's that's true, guys, as we, you know, uh, work out our hormones and, and get things off our chest and exercise the demons. It is still important to remember it's a young team, so many new moving pieces coming together four games into the season Zach, but what say you for Naj? I mean, I agree with what he said. And Montreal, it seems like he's so close to breaking one. It's a matter of when, not if for me. He had um, three really strong returns against Tom McMahon. So that was a little pleasurable to watch. I wish Montreal would get some snaps on offense, maybe use him as a gadget player, as a deep decoy, something, not just limit him to specials. But yeah, I agree, Naj, on all counts. It's, it's just, I'm very, I don't know. We don't take this personally too much, Chad, but it's it's so disheartening when you build it up for the entire week and the Broncos are coming off that big win on Sunday night and they're facing McDaniels with the chance to really drive that nail in that coffin and they come out and they lose like that. And I'm not going to say Russ was solid. Scott and I very briefly chatted before we went live here uh, in the in the green room. And Russ was not long ago. Everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He was good. He was better in the first half. This is the first time we saw him really do anything in the first half of a game as a Bronco. But the problem here, Zach, is, yeah, the supporting cast, Melvin. I mean, at the end of the day, that Melvin Gordon fumble was the difference in the game. If Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble there, Broncos are getting points on that drive. And even if they don't get points on that drive, it's, it's it was a, a six-point swing minimum. You look at all the events in that fourth quarter. If the Broncos, Zach, are just trying to get three points, it changes everything. And so that, that goes on Melvin. But Russell Wilson can't he's he can't just like take the third quarter off consistently, dude. Like I love it that he usually plays well and saves his best game for the fourth. But why are you taking the third quarter off, dude? I'm just shaking my head right now. I'm on Twitter looking for updates on the injuries. And um David Chow, the pro football doc, says uh Randy Gregory appeared to suffer a severe knee injury on this play. Obviously, Chow is speculating, but that would be a day. It, was, it almost looked non-contact based on the way he kind of hopped on it and he fell down to the ground immediately. I don't know about ACL, whatever, but what a horrible blow that would be to the defense. He's been playing so, so well. Um, that investment was paying off for the Broncos, and four weeks in, he might, they might have lost him for the year. And Pookie at that. We'll see what happens. Two key players. Jonathan, thanks for your patience, big dog. And for the super, he says, the loss is on Gordon. I don't care what anyone says. We were moving that drive, and he killed us. Offense looked way better today, but just like I said, week six until they click, go Broncos, let's ride. So he's saying, hey, week six, things will start coming together. And maybe that's about how long it took for the transplanted Peyton Manning to get things clicking back uh, 10 years ago now. Addison, thank you for the super chat. He says, uh, never was a Gordon hater, but after that fumble, it would not hurt my feelings if we cut the dude. He's a fumble waiting to happen. He would be probably at risk of that. If Pookie doesn't get hurt, Pookie got hurt. They're not cutting him. It almost seemed like he was demoted before Pookie, when the game started, it seemed like they were giving Pookie like the lion's share of the carries. They bring in Melvin and his first carry fumbles it away. I mean, he is who he is, but now they need him. You know, Pookie looks like he's going to be out for a little while. And Mike Boone is a little unreliable based on what you saw today. I wonder though, if the Broncos, if they're looking for an outside running back, maybe Alex Collins, who played with Russ in Seattle. There's not much out there, but you can't rely on Gordon and what divine is Zigbo from the practice squad. What a yeah. sad, sad situation that would be. Well, I mean, I liked Boone as a rusher. It's just so far, Zach, this season is really all we've gotten to see from him as a receiver. He was hardly used last year, period. This year as a receiver, I mean, I'm I, in my mind's eye, I don't have the stats right in front of me here, but in my mind's eye, he's dropped more than one pass. Dropped one today that would have kept a, a futile drive alive. I mean, the odds of them, if they score a touchdown, then getting an onside kick and then going down again, it was so slim. But still, the clock's still going. you got to make the play when your number's called. Dropped a pass on fourth down. I like him as a rusher, but he's got a long ways to go as a pass catcher. Garrett, thank you for that super sticker, my friend. That's a newer name. Welcome. Appreciate you. Connect with us on Twitter, big dog. 
Andrew Lampy says, got to work, but just wanted to say in not watch. I'm not watching this team again until Gordon is cut. Yeah. Well, listen, Andrew, I feel you. Seriously, I feel the anger and the frustration and the disgust. Pragmatically, they're not cutting him because Javante Williams seems to have suffered a, a relatively serious injury. And by that, I simply mean he left the game, didn't return, and had to be helped out like he couldn't put weight on that knee. It's looking probably, Zach, I'd be stunned if it's anything less than a couple of week type injury. I'm knocking and touching wood as I say this. So because of that, Andrew, Broncos are going to say we can't afford to. We got to. We, we just have to like lean into the Melvin thing. What do we got to do to figure out how to get him to hold on to the ball? He's all we got now, basically. Isaiah says, how many more chances are we going to give Melvin? Uh, fumble, Gordon, and our O-line was horrible today. I'm not going to sleep well tonight. Thoughts? Hashtag MHH. Thank you, Isaiah. The OL has been horrible all year. Garrett Bowles is regressing. Dalton Reisner was overmatched today. Cushionberry's replacement level. And Glass- that whole right side, Glasgow and Cam Fleming, I'm just so tired of watching them. Uh, I see from Hackett, he said that Williams and Gregory are still being evaluated with knee injuries. The ominous thing is that Pookie was ruled out almost immediately. He went from questionable to out. And that's always ominous. I'm hoping for like a hyperextension, something small, but it could be an ACL. I don't want to speculate. And, you know, about Melvin Gordon, I want to remind y'all one more time, you know who the running back who never fumbled was in his career to date? That'd be Philip Lindsay. Just saying. I'd see if you couldn't sign him off Indy's practice squad right now. Seriously. Seriously. Last I, heard, last I checked, he was still on Indy. They cut him and then re-signed him to the squad. And in season... You can sign a guy off of a squad as long as he's coming to your active roster. So, David, yes, it was embarrassing, bro. Uh, Patriot Tex, good to see you, my friend. He says, our coaches suck. Melvin Gordon should be cut. Or this organization is not committed to winning. Same old crap, different day. The Broncos are soft. That old line sure feels soft. I tell you what, Lloyd Cushenberry, we kept hearing about how great and quick he was getting off the ball in, in OTAs and training camp. Dude, there were three plays I can think of right now in my mind's eye, and I didn't even take notes in this game. I was just watching this game, where his failure to get to his block with alacrity led to a play, a run play getting blown up. He's not good, dude. He, In fact, he's bad. I would say he's below replacement level, Lloyd Cushenberry, and they keep talking about him like he's some, you know, Matt Burke or something. Joshua Johnson, what's up, dude? He says, no O-line, no inside linebackers. They refuse to address it. That's, Zach, for what it's worth, as I was saying right before we went live, I said, yeah, you know, the whole thing about how 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 much did it avail them making all those offseason moves and getting Russ, not to say that we know Russ is a better Q and, and Scott's like, well, they didn't touch the O-line. That's why. They didn't touch the O-line. That's a big reason why anyway. They never do. They, they just ignore right tackle and ignore inside linebacker and close their eyes and hope for the best. Let me say, Chad, do you agree with me or not? I've I've watched Baron Browning as an edge rusher almost on every snap he's been in there. He's not making enough impact for me to oh. keep him there permanently. When you have players like Josie Jewell struggling or Singleton before him and even Jonas Griffith, I would much prefer Baron Browning to go back there. So I don't know what's going on with that defense, but that's the, the years and years. I agree with the comment. The years of neglecting those positions is finally catching up to Denver. Well, especially now with Gregory potentially being his his fate hanging in the balance, I agree with you to this day. I still think they would have been better off just keeping him, letting him specialize at inside linebacker and rock on. But now with Gregory hurt, be hard to see them 
change that if he ends up missing time. Isn't that why they drafted Benito, though? I mean, let's see him right. some more. Problem is, he can't set the edge. That's the you know, if he's on the field on the first down, they just run at him all day long, and you get Josh Jacobs times ten. Could have had a right tackle. Hello, <sighs> <sighs> what's come up, back dude? We got to we got to hang out with you at the at the meet and greet. It was very nice to meet you, my friend. He says the O line is crapola. Play calling, crapola. Running backs the same. Defense the same. This is the worst offense we've had. He says Zach in five years. I don't give a you-know-what about the defense if we lose. Now, emotions are riding high. This is the gut reaction. This whole format is for us to get it off our chest and for you guys to get it off your chest. Oftentimes, we'll say things and and kind of view things through a prism, Zach, tonight that will maybe cool down for a little bit differently tomorrow. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's the same. Is this the worst offense this team has had in five years, Zach? Based on what metric, though? That's what I want to know. Scoring? Red zone percentage? I mean, they're up there, but my eye test is telling me that Russell Wilson can make throws, and he has made throws that no other Broncos quarterback in that last half decade can. I mean, the throw to Cortland, the throw to uh, Jerry Judy, some of the scrambles Russell Wilson had, the savviness about him, that's why you paid $250 million. And if the Broncos would have won this game, then no one would be complaining about or talking about the worst offense uh, they've seen. So it's all subjective. It's all relative. I think they can put it all together, but it's hard to do that now when you're down your workhorse running back. Proud Pharisee, a newer name that uh, I don't, I, I can't recall throwing down on Super Chat. So welcome. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Con- connect with us on Twitter, okay? Proud Pharisee says, Williams got injured. The Broncos O-line stinks. B-minus to D Williams to the D. Pardon. B-minus to the D. Williams got no push up front, was smacked all day. What do we expect? The same thing happens every single year. The Raiders don't beat us. They smack us in the trenches. Y'all, for, uh, y'all forget. Yeah, they have won the trenches since uh, for a long time. Yeah, but today, seriously, I don't want to discredit the game plan the Raiders had and take anything away from them because they executed today. I'm, I'll give them credit. But the Broncos very much beat themselves tonight, today. They did. I mean, from the uh, from the fumble to the penalties to the tackling issues. The I mean, we The drops. I mean, it's every game, you know, and that's the thing with the league. It's one of the reasons why we all are so fanatical about the team or – the NFL is parity reigns supreme. And when parity reigns supreme in the NFL, what that means is the level of competition is so close. The level of competition is so high, so fierce, so close, Zach, that that margin for error most of the time is next to nil. You, you There is no margin for error. And especially a fumble return for a touchdown, you know, it's just hard to overcome. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm that kind of stuff. You just reminded me of Al Pacino in Any Given Sunday, which is my favorite football speech of all time, because he says the exact same thing in that speech. He goes, uh, life like football is a game of inches, and the inch determines whether you make the play, make the catch, win the game, and the Broncos just don't get those inches, and they haven't had the balls bouncing their way. And when they do, they fumble the balls, or they you know, they drop the balls, or it's just it's a, it's a comedy of errors on Any Given Sunday, uh, no pun intended, or any given Thursday, Monday, whatever it may be for Denver, when they put it all together, if they can put it all together. Because now I'm questioning all these injuries, Chad, can they overcome? You know, I mean, is it, I don't want to say, is it a lost year? I don't want to go that far yet, but how much could we really expect going forward? You lose Randy Gregory, you lose Javante, you're down Simmons already. We don't know anything about Billy Turner. What's happening with Quinn Miners? The Broncos O-line is bad, capital B bad. They don't have one player. On that front five, they can hang their hat on. Not one. That's scary. Dude, it was funny when the broadcast – thank you, Plum Bob. Yes, it is a joke. The Raiders just beat us. Um, you the man, by the way. When the broadcast said, Garrett Bowles, one of the best tackles in the AFC, I'm going, is this 2020? Oh, wait. Nope. 2022. What are you talking about? He was okay last year. He wasn't anywhere close to the liability he had been – 17, 18, 19, 2020, he was robbed of a Pro Bowl. He deserved his second-team All-Pro nod. But this year so far, he's been, I'll say, replacement-level Garrett Bowles. Like, I wouldn't miss him probably all that much because it's not even like his calling card used to be with all the struggles, Zach back in the day with the holding and Garrett holds, all that. You go, but at least he can run block. He's a mean, voracious, pretty on-point run blocker. Where's that gone? It's not there, dude. I'm telling you, if you watch the film, Garrett Bowles is not a difference maker so far as a run blocker. Now, a big part of this that we also have to all keep in mind is it's a new offensive scheme. It's a new blocking scheme. It's a new O-line coach. Naturally, we would ex- we would have to expect, Zach, that it would take time for the O-line to kind of come together and things to gel a little bit. But I'm really starting to have my doubts that it ever will. And then if that's how it shakes out, Zach, Russell Wilson's still going, yo, protect me. I, I, was, I was crying about it in Seattle, and here I am weeping into my uh, adult beverage in Denver. Or his uh, Subway sandwich. Yeah, people regard Garrett Bowles based on that 2020 year like he's Walter Jones, the second coming. I mean, he was never that good. He was Pro Bowl caliber, I, I would call him, but he's regressed back to the mistake-prone player who doesn't win uh, overly well, and you don't have anyone else that you can lean on on to the right of him or on the bench behind him. That's years of neglecting that position, and I can't believe the Broncos – acquired that quarterback paid what they paid for him and are allowing him to get pressured and hurried and affected almost every down. Could this be, is this Hernandez? Is this a, is this a burner account for our bro? 
Chris Hernandez because it's this. He always signifies the the game day supers with the points scored by the Broncos, and it's similar to his Twitter. I'm wondering the internet sleuth in me wonders. He says disheartening indeed. My heart can't take this. I feel you, bro. I feel you. So thank you for that very generous super chat. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard, but you know, here's the thing to keep in mind: today, tomorrow, but especially today, we lament what we saw. We talk about it. We break it down. But we don't want to go too overboard. As Zach said, the only thing, the biggest thing I should say, not the only thing, the biggest thing that makes me doubt what this team's prospects really might be this year is it's bad enough to be a team that can't quite figure things out and needs time to gel and da-da-da-da-da. But when you your key players are dropping on the reg, eventually you just can't overcome those things. Ask the Chargers, ask the Cowboys, like it's a thing. Which I'm so sick of, you know, the injury bug continually torpedoing the Broncos season. I'm not pointing any fingers. I really don't feel like getting on that soapbox tonight, but it's just, it's very unfortunate that injuries could be the determining factor, whether the Broncos with Russell Wilson, Hackett, all the optimism, they can miss the playoffs because they lost all their key place, uh, key uh, players. One point I wanted to make about the O-line, I'm not going to say I miss Mike Munchak yet, but maybe I'm regretting the Butch Berry hire just a little because... It's been months now. They they have four regular season games. I don't want to hear about preseason, but protection issues are getting worse, not getting better. Run blocking is getting worse, not getting better. I just wonder if he was the the right guy for the job. Maybe that's a little reactive, but that's what the gut reaction is for. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. And also, I said on the radio, you know, Max Crosby, ooh, the Raiders dead last in sacks. Oh, and both of their sacks have come from Max Crosby. I'm like, He's going to add to that on Sunday. Whether the Broncos win or lose, Max Crosby's going to eat, and he showed it. He just he loves playing the Denver Broncos. Reminds me of when Khalil Mack was a Raider in in terms of like solid player, Pro Bowl player, you know, back and forth. But when it's the Broncos, all Pro player. Rodney, Broncos will fall to third in the AFC West. Look how short of a week the Broncos have on Thursday. True that ah, you reminded us of this. Look, Gregory and Williams are now hurt. This team is still not ready to compete in the West on Facebook. Rodney, we appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, it doesn't quite feel like it, right? And then Naj with another very generous super. Thank you, Naj. You the man, bro. He says, brothers, this one is for KJ. It was great to see Hamler beat the Raiders deep. I hope Broncos country gets behind Gordon now. Like it or not, we need him now. And the defense has to stiffen against the run, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's talk about that because, again, it wasn't all bad from this offense. Zach, there were a few things that, as we stretch farther into the week, kind of looking back at this game, there were a lot of interesting things and encouraging developments. For example, the Broncos scored in the 20s uh, for the first time this year or whatever. This team, you know, Russell was responsible for three scores. Montrell, I know it's not offense, but Montrell's coming to life as a punt returner. Uh, the K.J. Hamler, 55-yard reception, led ends up leading yeah, the was... team in receiving for what it's worth. Zach, your thoughts? I was just going to, I was looking at the box score and that jumped out to me. Uh, one reception for 55 yards on one target. That was the Broncos leading receiver. Jerry Judy had four for 53 and Cortland Sutton five for 52. Both had touchdowns. I'm happy. Listen, bad loss and it, no one player is more important than the team and what's going on right now. But I'm so happy for KJ Hamler getting back in there after what he's been through and showing off that deep speed. And got to give Russell Wilson credit. That was a dime and a half. So I am happy for KJ. 
Patriot text again. Thank you, buddy. Says, why is Hackett continuing to pound the square peg into the round hole? Good coaches adapt to their personnel. Denver never does. We still need a coach. And Alex Kim says, please fire Melvin Gordon. I'm seriously done with him. We feel you, bud. Seriously, we do. But it's not going to happen. So just don't get your hopes up on that from a pragmatic perspective. Zach, what are your thoughts on Hackett? Two games in a row now since the hire of Jerry Rosberg that you haven't seen the procedural gaffes from Hackett. But offensively, very – I liked his first half, honestly. I thought the first half he called a really good offensive game plan. Broncos were very good, I would say good, in executing that, right? Balanced. They were getting theirs on the run. A couple of touchdowns. Then in the second half, I start scratching my head on some of his play calls, and obviously the execution left much to be desired. But what do you think here? David wanted to know about the Hackett thing too. Your thoughts on Nathaniel Hackett? I agree with you. I think he had a good first half. He was keeping the Raiders guessing. I like the fact that he made Pookie the bell cow for however long that lasted. Um, but in the second half, what, if maybe they went off script. I don't know what changed, but at one point in the fourth quarter, they had like 20 yards in the second half. And they just, they went, they got small. They, they went into a shell. Uh, it reminded me of the Fangio years where they looked really good in one half and they looked like the polar opposite in the second. I don't know who to point fingers at. Is it the players? Is it the, is it the scheme? Is it the coaching? All we know is it's another loss to the Raiders, and that's what pisses me off. Phil McLaughlin, love you, big dog. Thank you for the stars on Facebook. You a legend. The Bookmeister, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Thank you, buddy. Finally caught you guys live. He says, hey, we have missed you. But my goodness, it seems like our guys are scared of the ball. Gordon definitely needs to go ASAP. It's crazy, Zach, because we've, we've you know, people who listen to this show, are no strangers to hearing us complain about Melvin Gordon. And a lot of our community members, they complain about Melvin Gordon. But I can't really remember anyone like saying this many people saying like fire him right now, like cut this dude, get him out of here. Has the has the straw broken the camel's back? Yeah, I would say more people have woken up to what we've been, you know, repeating on this podcast for about two years now. That Melvin Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's sleeping spree event, save up to 50% on ceiling. With queen mattresses starting at $349.99. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. It is unreliable. And I said it last week, even though the Broncos won, he still coughed up the ball. You have to clench every single time he carries it. And why should that be, Chad? It's like the same thing as a quarterback dropping back and you're scared he's going to throw a pick every single time. That, does that sound familiar at all? Why should the Broncos have to go through that? But now they have no choice. You know, they, they have this love affair with Melvin, and I don't really understand why. To me, he's always been a good but not great running back. And even though he's coming back on a team-friendly deal, you just can't rely on him. You have one job not to cough up the football, and he just can't help himself. It's who he is. And I'm, I'm really glad more people are seeing that. Another example of, I know today's fumble was like the worst possible Melvin Gordon fumble since he's been a Bronco, but another like piece of evidence to show you how the team thinks of Gordon and why he's not going anywhere is remember last week against the Niners, he fumbles twice, right? Recovers them both. And on the same drive in which he fumbled, who did they give it to on the one Melvin Gordon? That's, that's just how they think they have to like, it's, it's kind of like when you're in the foxhole, you go to war with the guys that are next to you, you know, regardless of whether you agree with their politics, regardless of if you like them, do they got BO, whatever. Bottom line is this is who you're in the foxhole. This is you're in the trench with these guys. And so you make, you make, Hey, you do the best you can. That's what the Broncos are going to do, especially when you start involving money and now an injury, he's sticking around Ren. Good to see you, bro. The fact Gordon has fumbled in every game so far this year, and we still continue to use him as much as we do, is mind-boggling. We should just cut our losses with him at this point. See, and I agree with you on that, Ren. Up until this game, while while Javante was still healthy, I even tweeted when that fumble came. I said, you know what, Tyrone Wheatley, share some uh, complicity in, in that swing because he's the one that decides how the running backs rotate in-game. But now, hack it really needs to be involved. And then Pookie gets hurt a few plays later offensively, and it's like, now what do you do? You Now you really actually need Melvin Gordon. Huero again. Pardon me. Huero. Damn, I'm probably still botching it. You you explained to me in person how to say your name, and I'm still botching it. He said, I can't with this team anymore. Always they lose games that matter. Five years of butt. Cut, <laughs> cut Melvin today. Replace him with Philip Lindsay. Oh, wait, we can't. Thanks, Peyton. Zach. Well, to your point about Melvin Gordon and being in a foxhole, did the Broncos forget he dropped a grenade in that very foxhole in week one? I mean, he fumbled on the goal line. I don't really care. One touchdown on the goal line against San Francisco does not exonerate how many fumbles does he have in his Broncos career? Seven, eight? That doesn't count the ones that um, he recovered. So they're going to have to rely on him because they have no other choice. He's the default number one now, but – you guys look at me in my eye right now and tell me if you're going to worry every single time he's handed the ball going forward Thursday night, he's going to start at running back when he gets his first carry. Are we all not going to be chewing our fingernails waiting for that mistake to pop up? The Broncos coaches don't realize that there's no one better out there for the job. It's the same thing I was hammering all off season and it continues to rear its ugly head. He is who he is and he will not change. Scott says, sign Caleb Huntley off the Falcons practice squad because he was elevated today and went beast mode. So 
Keep an eye on that, too. Can he hold on to the football and not fumble it? That's that's all I care about. Can he not drop a grenade into our foxhole? That's yes. what we're asking for here. Hayden, welcome. Thank you for that super chat, my friend. He says, I don't think the current players cared about the McDaniels aspect of the game, but it's the freaking Raiders fire hack it. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but um, I feel you. We're here to help you exercise your demons and get things off your chest. So, But, you know, I think you're onto something a little bit here, the McDaniels component. There's literally, besides Patrick Smythe, there's literally nobody left in the organization, including ownership, that was around for the McDaniels uh, torpedoing of the franchise. I think they've talked about it and how nice it would be, but at the end of the day, this wasn't like, you know, this it just wasn't quite the same thing. I agree with him on that front. Aaron Lynch, dude, you demand. Great to see you. Very generous super chat. An OG, a Mount Rushmore super chat superstar here at MHH. He says, if Russell Wilson and the offense can't figure it out, that contract will set us back years. An absolute embarrassment tonight, especially against that clown, McDaniels. A step in the right direction, in quotes, doesn't cut it for me. The D will fizzle without help, Zach. I mean, again, it's hard for me to put this this loss on Russell. I thought he played probably his best game in a Broncos uniform, quite frankly. Take away week one and the stats that he had, and even including that, I mean, he had three touchdowns. He accounted for 20, what would it be, 20 points because McManus shanked an extra point. So 20 out of the 23 Russell Wilson accounted for. He was the Broncos, get this, but I just realized he was the Broncos' leading rusher. He had four carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. Russell Wilson. That's pathetic, but how could you blame him? I, I agree with you, Aaron, uh, the offensive line, the coaching, the play calling, that has to get figured out. The defense is going to fizzle because they're losing players left and right, and in certain areas, inside linebacker especially, and defensive line, they are not getting help from their starters, Deshaun Williams and Josie Jewell specifically. It was unfortunate to see Josie kind of take a step back today. I wouldn't say he was bad, but he sure as heck wasn't that – impact player, you know, difference maker. He's mid. He was very mid today. Joe, what's going on, dude? Appreciate you. And that super chat, he says, Gregory and Williams injuries are scary. Looked like an ACL. What's up with this run defense? This is disappointing. I think, first of all, Jacobs is a really good running back. All right. And he, like Crosby, and like Carr, for what it's worth, those three guys, and they're pretty important guys when you look at an opponent, divisional opponent like the Raiders, those three guys, they tend to shine when they draw the Broncos on the schedule with a few exceptions. I think the last time I can really remember Derek Carr not having himself a game, if you guys can cast your memories back to Drew Locke's rookie year, and he won that last game of the season, he went, you know, well, he went 4-1 and one or whatever, and the last game of the season was a win single-point victory over the, the Raiders. Carr wasn't too good in that game. Other than that, Zach, you know, he, Derek Wolf broke his back in another game. Those are like the only two games Derek Carr doesn't just like rule. Even when they've he's lost to the Broncos, Derek Carr just plays his best ball. And so you combine that with, with Jacobs and Crosby, man. And then we'll grab Ed. I'm just, um, I apologize for seeming a little distracted. I'm just reading the uh, quotes that are coming in. Melvin Gordon on his fumble. Just got to be better, man. Ain't no excuse for it. You got that right, Melvin. The last 10 ones that you fumbled. And Randy Gregory was asked about his injury. He had a little limp, but was moving around better than feared, according to Mike Kliss. 
And this was what Gregory said. If you're asking about the injury, I'm good. So yeah. maybe they got away with a break there, but I'm still concerned about Pookie Williams. The other thing before you exhale completely, they're on the road. So they won't be able to do their full diagnostic with the um, MRI and all that stuff till they get home. Keep that in mind. Ed Keating, good to see you, bro. One of the longtime Super Chat superstars and a very valuable moderator for us in our Facebook group, the MHH Super Fan Group. Good to see you, buddy. He says, I'm so mad. Why hasn't Hamler been in the game more? Gordon needs to be cut now. Leave him in Vegas. And we have to stop the run. I can't believe we lost to McDaniels. Gordon is trash. That's a... Uh, that's like the, the the knife getting twisted after you've been stabbed in the back for Broncos fans. The fact that you you did that today and it was against McDaniels. Yeah, there's two big takeaways from a fan's point of view in this game. Gordon is trash and can't believe they lost to McDaniels. And it's tough. You know, it's it's tough when you lose to a hated rival. And best believe McDaniels still is, you know, regardless of the 10 years that's passed. But when you lose like that, when you shoot yourself in the foot and then reload the gun and shoot yourself again, boy, is that frustrating. Tom up there north of the 49th parallel in Canada, proving that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. It's wherever you are, Tom. He's up in Canada and he says, we should have kept Locke, saved $250 million, and then go and get a quarterback in next year's draft, guys. My comment early in this show saying, hey, how far, how much did the, the big moves this offseason get in Russ? How much has it availed the Broncos? Don't overreact to that. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that Russell Wilson is not a, a significant upgrade over Drew Locke. It's just unfortunate that the situation he lands in when, in year one with the Broncos, there's so many, like, new pieces that it's taken a little bit longer than you would like to see ideally for everything to come together. But I still feel good that Russell Wilson can help get this team on track, but they're like we said, even in the off season, Zach, they're going to be growing pains. You didn't expect him to lose this one though. I'm sorry. Like after four in a row, I know they haven't won an Allegiant stadium yet. And now they're going to have to wait a whole other year to break that streak. But after losing four in a row and knowing that it was McDaniels and then adding to that, the fact that they were and three, you can't lose this game and still maintain any kind of goodwill or cachet in the NFL zeitgeist. Like the national media are going to be completely crucifying the Broncos this week. You know, a growing pain is that um, play where they didn't even touch Max Crosby. I think it was Andrew Beck who didn't chip Crosby at all. That's a growing pain type play. You called it at the wrong time, but you still have a play you like, but the fundamental breakdowns, the pre-snap penalties, the lack of discipline, the fumbles, the turnovers, shooting yourself in the foot. After a while, you can't excuse that as growing pains anymore, Chad. It's just you're not good at your job and you got to find better people around you who are. So I don't know when it's going to get corrected, but it's the same thing every game in certain areas and it's not getting any better. That's the troubling part for me. Gang, we have to get going here in the relative future. There's a lot of articles and work that we have to get done at the at milehighhuddle.com. So any burning topics, questions, get them in the chat. Meanwhile, Josh the Oi Boy 90 says, take that 60 bus down to Las Vegas and beat Gordon's rear end. Hashtag MHH for life. Yeah, dude, I feel you, big dog. Ransom reference. If you know, you know. Eric Weber, thank you for the stars, bro. Gordon shouldn't be allowed on the plane. If we lost Pookie and Gregory, we're going to be in bad shape, Broncos country. 
So far, it seems like perhaps, hopefully, according to Gregory, he says, I'm good. Broncos dodged what it would appear to be anyway, Zach. Uh, uh, it, they've dodged a season-ending type sitch. With how kind of kick gloves they've been with certain players, though, wouldn't surprise me if he does miss time, even if he's good. Yeah, I'm assuming he's not going to play Thursday in any situation. So right. we'll see way more of Aaron Browning. Uh, Melvin Gordon took a few questions behind the podium and then walked off emotional. He said, I didn't do my job. He let his teammates down. Big so time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, too bad, so sad. You haven't done your job every time you fumbled the ball. We can't have too much sympathy for you, Melvin, because your mistakes are a direct detriment to the Broncos. You are literally costing them wins. You are the reason why they're losing. I don't want to hear it. It reminds me of Tom McMahon last year, Chad, continually, week after week after week, going up there and saying, it wasn't good enough, it's on me, it's my fault, got to be better. Don't talk about it, be about it. Just be better. Don't keep leading me on and teasing me. Nathan Kim, thank you for the super. Says George Payton not looking so good now. We'll see. We'll see. I don't Tom think it's Lock- on him at all. Yeah, I mean, he buys the groceries, but you, the, the chef still got to cook something something good with those yeah. groceries. Exactly. The, the food's a little bland right now, but the ingredients are there. That means there's still hope for this chef to turn the menu into Michelin star rated. You know, I'm going crazy with the freaking metaphors here, but... Tom, good to see you, bro. Thank you for that super chat. He says, we had we had two third-round picks, and how much have they played? There were linemen that would start on this line and middle linebackers that could help this team now wasted. Excellent point, dude. To this uh, day, I still remain surprised that they took Nick Benito when they did in the second round. And Greg Dulcich, he was going to go in the third round somewhere. Broncos took him there not knowing necessarily he was going to go on. They don't have a crystal ball. They have a, a lingering hammy. But what was that kid, Lucas? Lucas, what was his last name, Scott? A- Abraham. Thank you. You should have drafted him in second round. You should have just taken the tackle. Um, and then linebackers, you think you're so good at middle linebacker that you take ostensibly your best guy and move him to edge. That's kind of a the mindset this team has had at linebacker. I don't, and we've been saying that on this podcast for years, and that's why I it was a fantasy kind of thing, but I wanted the Broncos to make a move for Roquan Smith, and he played terrific football uh, last week and continues to. It would help out the Broncos tremendously. So would any right tackle, but when you're relying on Band-Aids and bubblegum, like Billy Turner, like he's this revelation, like he's the best right tackle in football. No, he's replacement level, but the problem is he's better than what you have right now on the field in Cameron Fleming. And add into that Tom Compton. They could have drafted one rookie at that spot that would have been light years better than any of the three veterans they brought in combined. Let's see. Today, Zach, the Seattle Seahawks put 48 points on the board to defeat Detroit. All right. The Broncos scored 23 today. Uh, 11. So there's 34 last week. The week prior, what did they score? 16. I mean, they basically scored in one game today. About dang near close to what the Broncos have scored all season long. Wrap your mind around that. Brown Panda says, Broncos country, let's cry. Yeah, I feel you. Hayden with Super Chat number two tonight. Thank you, bud. Says, it was nice to see Wilson play well, but our play calling is trash. Hackett needs to figure it out, and I won't be surprised if he doesn't last the season. See, I'm, I think it was one of – you could point statistically, Zach, to the box score and say this was Wilson's best game. 
And I think you're starting as we march further into the season, you're, you're seeing the real Wilson come more to the surface instead of this round peg square hole ideal that Hackett was, I think, trying to foist into the situation. But I still, I, I can't, I can't give him a pass on skipping the third quarter. Josh Johnson with the second super as well. Thank you, bud. Also, KJ should be getting the reps, not Kendall Hinton. Yeah, I mean, Hinton is, he. I know we disagree on it. He continues to make plays when called upon, even if they're little uh, short catches. But yeah, I, I agree. KJ Hamler, if he's healthy, we don't really know what his deal is. Did he have a setback with his injuries? He had a groin. They've been keeping him in mothballs and, and treating him with kid gloves. But let him go. You have nothing to lose. There is no one, maybe save for Montrell, that can do what KJ Hamler can do. And we saw it come out today. It's another weapon for Russell Wilson. Put him out there. There's no reason not to. You have nothing to lose except games by not using him. That's what you have to lose. So yeah, exactly. You you're paying him millions of dollars. You drafted him. You use him for crying out loud. Malachi Smith, what's good, bro? He says, cut Melvin, put the ball on the ground, three out of four games. No reason why he should be here or anywhere. Zach, my memory, not so good as his once was. Hasn't he fumbled in every game this year so far? Has it really been every game? Because we know he fumbled in week one. We know he fumbled week three. That was the Niners game. And we know he fumbled today. Did he not fumble? In I'm going to look at it right now on, on game stats and info. Hold on. Stay, here's, stay a, here's the thing. You can make the case, though, for a running back that one or two fumbles is, is more than enough. It's too egregious. It's your one responsibility. It's like a, a receiver who can't catch passes. I don't care if Melvin Gordon has to tiki barber it and carry the football on his head. Just don't fumble it. It's not that hard. But if we're talking about fumbling in every game what does that say why do any melvin gordon sympathizers continue to justify his placement on this team by saying oh well uh, he recovered one last week or he scored on the goal line who cares he puts the ball on the ground and it's costing the broncos games point blank period orange crush seven thank you says cut gordon call Lindsay. four fumbles in four weeks is enough yeah, I'm not certain if it if it is one in each game, or at least he's fumbled in every game. I'm not certain of that, but either way, we're all saying the same thing. It's too much. The problem is with Pookie Hurt, you're not going to be able to completely go away from him. That's the problem. you got to use him unless you just say, no, go sit down or cut him, and we're going to roll with Mike Boone, who I've liked as a rusher, but he still, you know, still leaves some things to be desired. And David Ozigbo on the on the squad. Huero again, thank you, bro. He says when we are loaded, we have Russell at Q, and still we look as bad as anything in the last five years. This is the worst offense. Too many short dump offs. I feel you, but I think uh, I think you'll feel maybe a little bit differently even a month from now. Uh, Oi, boy, Josh again says twenty five. Gordon ruined this game. First touch, a fumble. Zach, please, please give us an angry rant. You're my angry Bronco spirit animal. Let's hear it. I, I don't have – maybe tomorrow. Uh, oh, boy. I, I don't have it today because I'm just um, – it's so disheartening the way they lost this game and, and the buildup to the game. And, and Gordon just – it's not funny and it's not rant-worthy anymore. It's just sad. Four fumbles in four weeks – Philip Lindsay, just to hammer my point one more time, 56 career games in the NFL has never fumbled. Melvin Gordon has fumbled four times in four games. There's some running backs never fumble four times all season. 
So what is the fascination with the Broncos coaching staff and the Broncos fan base with Melvin Gordon? Is there no other running back? I don't care whether it's Lindsay or not. No other running back that can step in there and do the job as a number two. Tell me. Uh, Casey Nicholson, man, screw this dude. So frustrating. Agreed. Proud Pharisee jumping in again. Thank you, bud. We always complain about the line midseason and go silent postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough investment on the offensive line with this team's resources. And then the free agent dollars that you did throw at the offensive line were on two compromised players. So that that's that's definitely on George. That's a that's a miscalculation. You, you can't make excuses for him on that front. I, maybe I misread that, but I didn't go quiet. I don't think you did either, Chad, in the postseason mm-hmm. about the Broncos' uh, right tackle woes, and that's why in Vegas when they drafted Benito, we looked at each other in almost disbelief, like, are you serious? And then they doubled down in the third round and took a tight end. Like, why are they so allergic to drafting and developing a right tackle? It makes no sense to me. That is easily one of the biggest, if not the biggest, blight on George Payton's GM resume is not addressing that, just like it was on uh, John Elway's resume. They have to eventually pull the trigger, and they won't do it. John Paul C. says, Wilson isn't playing to equity paid. To Basically, he's not playing up to his contract uh, for the trade and the dollars. Okay, I feel you. Yeah, I, I don't think he's so far delivering 245 million caliber in performance either, for what it's worth. Jacob, the silent one. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the stars on Facebook. So consistent. You know we love you, big dog. Uh, I see Brandon Figueroa saying Russ is best when he's on the move. RPOs are a must. Yes. Mike Thompson, thank you for the stars, buddy. And, yeah, that was something I complained about uh, this last, in fact, my Keys to Victory article. I said, look, you got to get him out of the pocket. Get, let him use his athleticism. Let him move around. And stop it with all these slow-developing passing patterns and slow-developing deep drops. It continues to get him just jacked up. Proud Pharisee, number three tonight. Thank you, bud. Just going off. People complaining about Russ uh, to recognize that we haven't had a cue since Peyton that ma- that makes that makes that Hamler throw in that situation a faith establishing play. Yeah, I would agree. It was he did a lot. I think today, Zach Russell Wilson, he should have anyway. I know it didn't come out in the wash in in terms of a victory, but he did take a lot of steps forward. I think in in kind of assuaging some of the concerns in the fan base of hey. We moved mountains, gave mortgage the future to, to get this dude. We're scoring 11 points, 16 points, you know, whatever. Uh, and then he goes off, scores three touchdowns today, two passing, one one rushing. It's still not good enough. I'm sorry, it's not, but it is a step in the right direction. Listen, I can't bring myself to blame Russell Wilson for this loss. I thought he played as well as he could play, considering what was going on around him. Like we talked about, still questionable play calling, uh, the drops, the fumbles. I mean, he can't control that. And I think the the epitome of the game for Russell Wilson, and the Hamler throw was beautiful, and he's had a really a, a solid number of throws the last two weeks. But the play where he got jacked up by Max Crosby untouched, That, in a nutshell, was the Russell Wilson experience in Denver through four games. And it's the same experience he had in Seattle, where he does not get enough time back there. And he pleaded and pleaded with Seattle to protect him. And the Broncos are leaving Max Crosby one-on-one with Andrew Becker, Cam Fleming, and Russell Wilson. He's lucky he didn't get hurt. 
I mean, he was drilled on that play. When he has the time, if you guys notice, he makes really nice throws that we haven't seen around these parts since Peyton Manning. But no quarterback, I don't care who you are, Peyton included, can make those throws when you're under duress. All five players on the O-line today sucked. Literally. Garrett Bowles, pressures and, and holding penalties. Dalton Reisner just getting pushed back in the run game. And as in pass pro, Lloyd Cushenberry, we've already talked about. Graham Glasgow, not the worst as far as his blocking, but then he gets a holding penalty in a very inopportune time. And we've already talked about Cam Fleming, Max Crosby. Sorry, guys. Like, that's a big reason. The fumble, the missed extra point, the O-line, missed opportunities. Federal again, what's up, dude? He says, I have 100% faith in Hackett and Russell. NFL vets missing tackles, dropping balls, not blocking, penalties. That's not on the coaches. They should already know, maybe. And by the way, we're at 53 minutes. We got a rapid fire from here, Zach, because we got we do got to get going. So Mason, thank you, buddy. Says all I can say is we need an upgrade at tight end. The only hope we have there is Greg coming back, yeah, Dulcich uh, coming back, and being just serviceable. We're really missing a wide receiver too. As Judy is heavily overrated, we need Timmy P back. Ain't going to happen. We know that this year, but. Uh, I, I thought Jerry Judy was solid today, you know, got in the end zone, made a, made a play down the field too. Like I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not hating too much on Judy uh, from this game. And then proud first, he says, are y'all not seeing my other paid comments? I think we are I'm pretty sure we are big dog. Zach, your thoughts though, on where I was saying, uh, you know, Hey, this coaches no, it's about the players not executing. Yeah. You know, you were relaying what happened in the game and I just, it's, all processing for me right now. Mix extra points and fumbling for touchdowns and dropping passes and pre-snap penalties. This is the NFL. This is in D1, D2. You have to be on your P's and Q's, especially when you're facing a heated rival with their backs to their wall. And this is what we talked about with the wounded animal. That's what the Raiders were. They pulled out all the stops, including the onside kick. We predicted that, Chad, and the Raiders wanted it more. They bullied the Broncos up front, but you can't win no matter what quarterback you have, how much money you pay, who's a Around you if you can't master the basics and the Broncos just can't get the elementary stuff down. It's infuriating. Casey Nickel, a legend here at MHH in the community says Hackett sucks. Use Walmart's money for Sean Payton, <laughs> period. Russ Wilson and the offense need someone with a brain, which we don't have. The DC for Denver is awesome though. Some positive, not too awesome today, but yes, I think he's the right guy. That's an interesting, an interesting, uh, topic sean payton but we'll have to put a pin in that for right now robert Audison says the coaching is horrible horrible i know everyone should give the coach time but i'm over this clown um yeah i feel you cristiano what's going on down in brazil appreciate you buddy really disappointed our defense got run over love gordon's energy but that fumble was the last straw for me is billy turner playing this season if not yikes thomas hall had a great article breaking down exactly how the Broncos have mismanaged the Billy Turner situation. Go read that, guys. And then Aaron Lynch, Zach, and I'm going to serve it over to you. My point is, this is his second tonight, is that the offense has regressed in almost every aspect. Add a $245 million contract to that, and the future is bleak for the Walmart Broncos. This team is lucky to be 2-2. Two and two. Let that sink in, friends. There is an argument to say they are lucky to be 2-2, two and two, Zach. I don't care about Melvin Gordon's energy. I don't care if he has the energy of Teddy Bridgewater. Just hold on to the freaking ball, man. It's not that hard. 
And the fact that we're talking about Sean Payton potentially taking over as the Broncos coach, I mean, these uh, fantasy land ideas, no offense, guys, in week four is so depressing because of the hope and optimism that Broncos country had with Hackett, with Russell Wilson. And I'm not saying that hope is gone, but this loss was whatever wind was built back up into those sails after the week one loss last week, it's totally deflated now. And I don't blame any Broncos fan for wanting to jump ship. Lilo5626, thank you for that super. Seeing the trend with the Broncos' seasons on losing streak, can this team be salvaged at some point, at least to make the bottom playoff spot? No, here's the thing, guys. It's it's easy to run for the cliff right now because, again, it was McDaniels and, da, 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 and you had a chance at the first place. And da, da. But listen, this as you saw and you've seen, this team, two and two, yeah, they've been in every single game at the end. Two of those games, they've made enough plays to win. Two of them, they didn't. But they've been in every single game. And I think they'll continue to iron out some of these kinks. I am very dubious now that Hackett was the right hire. We'll see how that comes out in the wash in terms of how it affects the team's growth and how quickly everything comes together and microwaving the trial and error learning curve. But right now, I think there's more to don't, – don't discount the season completely quite yet. Revel for now in in losing it sucks not not revel but you know get it out of your system, but this season is far from over. Zach Nash says, in my opinion, without Russ, this isn't uh, it isn't this close. Year after year, the Broncos make critical mistakes against the AFC West, except the Chargers. They have to find a better a, a way to be better psychologically in division. Must win on Thursday. Yes. Naj, you took the words straight from my mouth, and to your point, Chad. I'm not jumping ship on Nathaniel Hackett or the season, but I am a little more skeptical and a little more, I don't know, reticent about the whole thing. And I will go as far to say that Thursday night against the Colts is a must win for the Broncos season. They can't suffer this two straight losses, including this one, which was a, a major gut punch, and then have 10 days to stew in that. That's where you, the locker room starts getting uppity and you start to question whether you have it, the culture uh, the right culture in the building. They have to beat the Colts on Thursday. Will they? We just don't know. This team is Jekyll and Hyde, and today yeah. they were Hyde. Adam says, I got to apologize, Zach, for defend forever defending Melvin Gordon. It makes me sad for him to come up short, but I'm sick of the fumbles and bench Kush. Trash. Fill you. Fill you, Zach. He was addressing you. If you want to say something, then we'll grab Aaron. Listen, I'd rather have been wrong. I'd rather you tell me how wrong I was and Melvin is killing it and scoring touchdowns, but it's easy to see who he was, and that's who he was with the Chargers as well. I didn't just pull this theory out of thin air with Melvin that he's a fumbler. He's always been that. He's always been a pretty good but not outstanding running back, but now he's not even servicing the Broncos in any sort of utility role. I don't care about a one-yard touchdown on the goal line that most other running backs could have gotten when you can't hold on to the ball and when you're fumbling it into the lap of somebody else who's running it back for six points. How do you defend that? It's, it's, it sucks. It's unfortunate. Aaron says elite quarterbacks find ways to win against these type of opponents. We haven't even been tested yet. Yeah, again, like Russell Wilson is, is not – you know, when you look at who's to blame for today, there's a there's quite a few names on that list before you get to Russ's name, in my opinion. But I do agree with your overall sentiment, Aaron. All right, that he is if elite quarterbacks, they don't wait till the fourth quarter. They don't take the third quarter off. Fourth quarter, even some of that stuff on the goal line when they're backed up and all, like you do expect more if he's 
going to be billed as an elite quarterback still moving forward. The Duchess, love you, Michaela. She says, I think we're done. Gordon must go. Some dark, dark thoughts right now, Zach, in Broncos country. Fans are hitting the panic button, it seems like, here. Um, is it too soon to be doing that? I think you can hit the panic button relatively, you know, speaking about certain things. But overall in the season when the Broncos are 2-2, two and two, we're going into week five. It's premature to say it's over. Let's see what the MRI says about Randy Gregory, about Pookie Williams. Let's see the pieces get picked up, and we'll go from there. Uh, RD in Canada, thank you. We are playing Hinton as a wide receiver three, random right tackle, worst center in the league, below average left guard, no middle linebacker, always injured edge starters, fumbling running back. Uh, we needed more than a quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, Rome's not built in a day. We know this, that it would take time to fully rebuild this thing to whatever vision George Payton has. Um, but a lot of this, guys, the Broncos – they were the worst team today based on the final score, all right? But the Raiders are not some superior, talented squad to the Broncos. It's about mindset, focus, intensity, execution. And when it continues to come out on the watch like this, like I'm not going to crucify Hackett's play calling too much today. I didn't think it was horrible, all right? There were some things, especially in the first half, I really liked. But it's all this sloppy, fumble lackadaisical lack of metal with two T's, M-E-T-T-L-E, that speaks to coaching and what kind of influence your coaching staff is having on the season. Zach, let's grab this from Michaela because then we really do got to go. She says, how bad are our injuries? The right tackle is coming back to bite us. Well, like we said, Randy Gregory said he's good, but we'll wait on further testing to confirm that. And uh, Pookie, I see Savage Boy Kev real quick says that Pookie, he heard that Pookie was on crutches in the locker room. It didn't look good. You know, he had no weight on that leg. He had to be carted back to the locker room and he was ruled out almost right away. So if they have a, like Chad said, like a two, three week, four week injury, that's best case scenario. I'm just hoping and praying it's not a ACL or season ender. Okay. True rapid fire here. Dave. Thank you, buddy. says, of course, this is a bitter pill, but I'll panic when we drop below 500. 32 years with the team. We know anything can happen going forward, but man, it's ugly right now. Yikes. All the best to all in the huddle. I like that message, Dave. Props to you, my friend. Thank you, Lucas. All the hires. Hackett is the worst hire of all. Talking about the coaching hires. Well, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. Aaron says, let us not forget PS2 is an absolute animal. Yes. yes, he is. Cody Dub, from what I saw today, we need O-line help bad. Sutton looks good. Hamler is more number two than Jerry. And Gordon needs to be shopped or cut. Um, if we had a nickel for every fan in our chat tonight that said cut Gordon, we'd have at least a dollar, at least a buck, probably more. Cristiano, again, thank you. That's number two. What would our record be if we hired uh, Kevin O'Connell instead, Zach, who the Broncos did interview? I mean, it's the what-if game. Uh, they look good in Minnesota for sure with O'Connell, but that's it was more of a well-oiled machine already in place because they had Kirk Cousins, they had the offense, they have tons of weapons there. And so O'Connell's credit, he's showing out pretty well, but it's the Broncos and it's Nathaniel Hackett. I don't want to deviate too much into what-if, what woulda, coulda, shoulda. Gotta just roll with the cards that are given in front of us. Ryan, thank you. We need a better O-line. It's one of the worst in the league easily, no doubt. Gordon, leave no one. Gordon, leave. No one wants you here anymore. And stop with the mistakes. Uh, ben, thank you for the stars, buddy, on Facebook. He says, We need discipline. That I 100% pound the table in agreement with. We, the Broncos, are not a very disciplined 
buttoned up team. Aaron says, get me on the show, boys. I've got too much to say. We totally would love to get you on the show when uh, we get to the off season for real. That's when we have the time to bring guys on. So we'll definitely keep that on front of brain. Cause we, I don't think we ever have had you on the show. So it'd be fun. Lilo, do you believe that Russ and Hackett, at least for now, uh, be the, do you believe that Russ and Hackett, at least for now, are the end of the QB head coach carousel that's plagued us since Peyton left? So is this the answer? This co- coach Q combination, Zach, is this the answer? I mean, if you judge it based on four games, the answer is probably not. You know, it seems like they're still working through some kinks and um, there's disappointing factors that are plaguing the the main bottom line, like the offensive line, for example, the fumbles and all that. It's it's the coaching can change and the quarterback can change, but those elementary problems remain. And some of that is on coaching as well. But I'm, I'm leaving it open to being proven right in the end, as are you, Chad, because we were very optimistic about Russ, obviously, very optimistic about the Hackett pairing with him, and it's still so early, guys. It's October 2nd. The Broncos are 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, like Chad said, you know, misery loves company. You know, eat a big bowl of ice cream, drown in your sorrows for one day, and, and, and take in the loss and feed off it for what it is, but realize the Broncos are still in this, and if they can just turn a few switches the other way, you're talking about a team that can really run away with some of these games, especially if the chiefs lose tonight, it's not going to be the end of the world for the Broncos losing today. Jess, I'm so upset, but I'll still be here. We appreciate you, bro. Naj, love you, big dog. I feel much better today after four games than any of the past five years. Broncos country. We will ride. Love that optimism and confidence, my friend, seriously. Uh, And with that, Zach, let's say goodbye. We got to get going. Much love and respect to each and every one of you. That was the MHH pod for this gut reaction episode. Sorry it wasn't a more um, happier occasion, but we appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. Follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like you see Chad modeling right there, go to huddleuppod.com and get your merch on. All new inventory. Check out the website. Promise you it's good stuff there. Facebook.com slash pod, like that page and follow that page as well. And if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But as you see ticking below you, if anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. you. Much love and respect, guys. We really appreciate you. Uh, shout out to these great Super Chat superstars and star supporters on Facebook. Jacob Foster, Andrew Lampy, Eric Weber, Lawrence, Ben, Phil, Charlie Young, Clayton, Nick, Miguel, Mike Thompson. Seriously, thank you guys. Uh, very busy night in the chat. If we didn't get a chance to give each one of you who are supporting us live the opportunity, the, the attention you deserve, you know we will make it up to you. These are big tentpole nights, and it's hard to give everyone that uh, that time. Shout out to the Super Chat Superstars, Max Power, Franklin, Jonathan, Garrett, Addison, Isaiah, Patriot Text, Josh Johnson, pardon me, Huero, uh, Plum Bob, Chris, uh, Alex, Naj, the Bugmeister, Ren, Hayden, Joe, Edward, Tom, Oi Boy, Nathan, a different Tom, Brown Panda, Malachi, Legend, Orange Crush 7, Proud Pharisee, John Paul C., Aaron Lynch, dude. Great to see you, Casey. Same with you. Uh, Brandon, Mason, Robert, Cristiano, Lilo, Adam, the Duchess, RD, Dave, Lucas, Cody, 
Ryan, and I think that covers it. We love you. Appreciate you guys. Back on tomorrow for the aftermath episode. Uh, have a try to have a great rest of your Sunday, guys. Take care. See you tomorrow. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.